Hello, my name is Sade Elliott. I'm a biology major attending Randolph College and I'm in my third year. I enjoy learning and gaining insights to other people's perspectives and points of view. Being informed about my history and other cultures is very important to me. Ignorance is not bliss. The book I read was very informative and very well written and I would like to tell you about it now. I am reading Crystal and Feimster's Southern Whores, Women in the Politics of Rape and Lynching. Feimster graduated from Princeton with a PhD in 2000. She now teaches at Yale in their African American Studies and History and American Studies. Crystal Feimster's research and teaching focuses on racial and sexual violence. Feimster's book, Southern Whores, was published in 2009. It is a secondary source or a book not written from firsthand experience. In Southern Horrors, Feimster tells the stories and life of two women and how they maneuvered to gain more rights for women. She also includes passages from diaries, newspapers, and narratives from affected citizens in the book. Southern Horrors recounts the life of Ida B. Wells and Rebecca Latimer Felton. These two women both fought for women's rights, but in opposing ways. Ida B. Wells believed in anti-lynching and noticed a pattern in the lynching of black males when accused of rape or sexual assault by a white female during the post-Reconstruction America. She believed lynching was used as a force to uphold white power over African Americans, and she brought attention to white women's false accusations of rape. Because white men were not lynched for raping black women, Wells claimed lynching was not a response to rape, but an act of racism used to frighten black people causing them to not exercise their freedoms. She encouraged African Americans to fight economically and physically against oppression. On the other hand, Rebecca Felton supported lynchings. She fought for white women's rights and believed women should have more power in and out of the household in regard to education and decision-making. Additionally, Felton was a white supremacist and said that black men had a quote, brutal lust for white women. She argued that giving voting rights to black men led to the raping of white women. She urged mobs of white people to lynch black men to protect rural white women from rape when she said, and I quote, it is the unwritten law in Georgia that the black fiend who destroys a white woman in her home or on the highway and is identified with proof positive must die without clergy, judge, or jury. While she was fighting for the rights of one group, she wanted to oppress the rights of another. The main point of the book is to retell the history of lynching and rape from opposing views and how they were used to control politics and economic standings of different groups. The book takes place in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Southern Horrors is a secondary source telling two women's stories and how they differ from one another and the ways they fight for freedom. Feimster uses anecdotes from each woman's life to further the reader's understanding of lynching, racism, and the ugly side of the white woman's rights movement. The real history of America is whitewashed. Schools only teach a portion of what really happened in the 1800s and 1900s. The aftermath of the abolition of slavery isn't taught besides to the extent of Jim Crow laws. Other than the case of Emmett Till, I was never aware of the lynchings that occurred in the South following the Reconstruction period. Most of the real history involving black people is not taught in public schools because America is still dominated and controlled by white males economically and socially. 
Lynching was used to, and I quote, keep the race terrorized and keep the nigger down, especially black people who were acquiring wealth and property. The argument that there is no such thing as white privilege or systematic racism is ignorant, and history reminds us of that horrible truth. I think the intentional whitewashing of history is done to maintain white power by not bringing awareness to the horrifying events that took place so there will be no change or question of laws or government that was put into place to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. Constitution and most other bills and laws were put into effect without input of people of color or women, so you'd think we would go over and reconstruct them and the system we have in place to strive for economic and social equality for all. Black people gained a voice through protests and riots, so I would challenge any naysayer who says it doesn't make a difference or isn't the right path to take. Black women gained a voice for the first time by rallying together in support of anti-lynching. Martin Luther King and activists like Rosa Parks and Malcolm X raised awareness and change by bringing civil unrest to the South. The treatment of black women versus how white women are treated differ vastly even today. The bigotry and stereotypes attached to black women from pre and post slavery are still relevant today. White women were seen as ladies and southern bells while black women were viewed as whores and unfit mothers. Feimster does a good job of detailing the benefits of lynching for white women. Supporting and being involved in the act gave them power and countered the image of a passive and weak southern white woman. Encouraging lynching gave them a role in politics. The injustice black women endured and still endure infuriates me. How can you brutally murder only black men for rape of white women when black women have been tortured and raped for years without any repercussion to their assailant? Black women being lynched for defending themselves is bewildering and maddening, but sadly, not surprising. I personally love this book because it is very insightful and well-constructed. I can relate to and understand Ida B. Wells, but it was very interesting to read how Felton thought and fought for women's rights. I don't understand Felton's concept of wanting a freedom to vote and make more decisions, but her lack of compassion towards black people wanting the same thing. Her constant contradictions bewilder me. Felton was very selfish in her convictions. She changed her opinions based on what was most beneficial to her as a white woman. She finally came to the conclusion that white men were the ones preventing women from their right to vote and voice and attack their character publicly instead of focusing on lynching, which she should have been doing before. Black and white women came together in the end supporting anti-lynching, but for different reasons. I have learned about the women's suffrage movement, but I've never heard it told truthfully like in this book. Southern horrors also sat at me a great deal just to think about the wrongful and brutal deaths of so many black men and women based on racial stigmas. The idea of mobs of white people lynching black people because of anything is baffling when slavery was just ended at that point in time and far worse was done to black people by the same white people doing the lynching. I highly recommend reading Southern Horrors. It is a great read and very insightful. Thank you for listening and I hope you're running to buy this book to give it a read.